Welcome to the Tutor Podcast, the only weekly show for anyone who is in the business of helping people. If you're a tutor, a teacher, or a coach, the Tutor Podcast will help you start, grow, and love your tutoring business in plain English without the buzzwords and BS. If you want to make more money and make more of a difference, the Tutor Podcast will be with you every step of the way. Hi, it's Neil Camero here with episode 292 of the Tutor Podcast, the Monday morning show for anyone in the business of helping people through their teaching, tutoring or coaching businesses. As always, I'm here to share ideas and insights I've had, borrowed, synthesized, stolen during the last 24 years I've been in business. The learnings from tens of thousands of pounds I've invested in training and education over the years and to just give it away in a no-nonsense, no-BS kind of way. There's no pitch, there's no product, just trying to help. So I've been thinking, which, you know, for some of you, you might think that's a rare occurrence. Um, we'll get around to that. I've been thinking about ways of getting things done. And it strikes me that there are two extremes of behaviour when it comes to taking care of tasks and goals we set ourselves and there's a sliding scale between the two extremes and they're not fixed behaviors as each of the two strategies will be more or less appropriate to an individual at different times when they're engaged in different tasks now for the purpose of keeping this podcast short and to the point i'm going to disregard the other options available when we have stuff to get done Namely, I'm dismissing delegating a task to someone else and disregarding the task altogether and forgetting about it because that will leave us to focus on two approaches to getting the work done. Now, as I see it, there are two effective approaches. There's the eroding of the task over time and then there's the exploding the task in a very, very short space of time. Now, eroding the task means wearing it down day after day, week after week, over a very long period of time, much the same as a stream or a river will. Over time, wear a groove in the rock over which it flows to form a valley. And exploding the task means taking massive kinetic or ballistic action on the task over a very short space of time, using total focus to break the task apart. Now, you, like me, probably find yourself using both strategies from time to time. For me, teaching is a day-to-day -day erosion. It's an erosion of students' resistance and their lack of self-belief. Whatever they think about themselves and how untalented they profess to be, I'll wear the buggers down. And I will prove them wrong. That's erosion. Uh, this podcast, so weekly fixture in my diary, it's a ritual of thinking and sharing. And this is episode 292. Now, I can't imagine creating 292 shows by any other means than by regular activity over a long time. That's positive erosion, or if you like, reverse erosion. I'm just building it up over time. Same with growing my property portfolio, which is my side hustle business. 
He said, I've just agreed to buy property number 20, making the portfolio worth a shade under £2 million. That's taken seven years, seven years this week to get to this level. And I couldn't have done it any other way than gradually, one property at a time, reinvesting, rolling the, the revenue back in. And again, this is reverse erosion. You can't do that in a day unless you just buy someone else's portfolio with all of its problems. And of course, there's health and there's fitness, which everybody's got. This is an ongoing daily fight against my inner fatty. The truth is, you can't be healthy on a part-time basis. You've got to keep an eye on things every single day. Gradually eroding your light ass into something that's tolerable. So, erosion and reverse, reverse erosion, they don't seem to be doing much in the short term. But they are easily sustainable once you set up and become habitual. And they do produce massive results over time. But sometimes you won't be able to erode your problems and erode over long periods of time the work at hand. This is when you've got to get explosive. For example, when you're dealing with crises, unexpected crises, when you're firefighting, there's all hands on deck and nothing else gets done. You've got no choice then. You've got to pretty much focus completely on solving that problem, putting the fire out, as it were. That's an explosive kinetic activity. Likewise, if you decide to retreat, to write and create. I find that shutting myself off from everything else for a few days or weeks just to get stuff done is effective on the projects where I need to totally apply myself. That's explosive. Banging the resistance down with one hammer blow of focused activity. The obvious one also that springs out is tax filing. You might know someone who waits till their tax filing date's approaching to start doing their accounts. No names, no pack drill, but I'm sure you, just like I do, know someone who does this. In the health and uh, wellness sphere, you've got to think of crash diets and fad food regimes. They're explosive activities. We try them for a short while. I've tried this approach. I've had some success in the short term. But it was hard to get it to stick. And another time when you've got to get that sort of powerful short-term explosive activities, maybe when you're closing a deal. Maybe I'm focusing on a, on a deal I'm trying to bring over the line and it needs to get done quickly. And I'm going to be on it. And make sure it doesn't fall out of bed due to a delay or someone else nicking it from under my nose. Explosive approaches like this do work, but they tend to be a one-and-done sort of thing. It's all taken care of until the next time, until the next crisis or the next tax filing day. Both these approaches work, and there's a time for using one or the other approach. But here's the thing, though. What they have in common 
is awareness of the task and formation of a plan to achieve it. Whichever way you do it, erosive or explosive, you'll need to plan your work, set time aside for it, and do the work. So have a think about your biggest task. Think about your long, medium and short-term goals, your operational workload and your self-care regime. Some of those things are going to be obvious candidates for explosive activity in the short term. And others will fit better into a daily, weekly, monthly, regularized regime. What I know is that when you write them all down, you'll get a good feel for what each task demands. Think on paper, guys. Some of you big advocates of screens, me, nah, paper. It's there, staring you in the face. So write your stuff down, set yourself some deadlines, and very importantly, block out the time you'll need to do the work. Work from your schedule, not from your to-do list. Put the time aside. I'm awful at estimating time usage. So I'll come up with some harebrained idea of how much time I'll need to complete a task and by default I'll add 50% extra to that notional figure to make sure I've allowed for my own over-optimism. Then all I have to do is open my diary, show up to do the allotted work, roll my sleeves up and get on with it. The short-term stuff, the explosive stuff gets done in that very focused time window. The long-term stuff takes care of itself little by little. The explosive total focus strategy works sometimes for me. But the downside is that it usually feels like hard work and I'm aware that I'm making sacrifices in order to get the work done. Nothing else can take place whilst I'm in the explosive mode. What I find more effective for myself and for some of my mentees is to take the erosive approach. By scheduling those task-eroding activities into my weekly and daily plans, I find that I can reap the benefits of constant, frequent repetition. As a music teacher, I know all about practice. I might only do a little work every day or every week. But over time, it mounts up and becomes significant. And for me, taking the erosion approach doesn't really feel like work. It's just a small daily ritual, a weekly ritual. It's flexible enough and small enough that I can shuffle it around, enabling me to say yes to interesting activities and to the people around me. Largely because I'm not backed up against the brick wall of a deadline, forced to work flat out like I am in the explosive strategy. Now, obviously, between these two poles, you can combine the two strategies. You can take powerful pulses of massive activity repeating over time. I like to experiment with both approaches. But overall, I'm more of a grinder than an exploder. I'll grind the task or the problem into dust. That's frankly where most of my best results have come from. 
building the teaching business, doing the property, writing the books. It's all gone, little by little, over long periods of time. Now, maybe you do things differently. If you do, let me know what works for you and how you get on. I'm here to learn from you guys as well as share what I've learned. I'm here to help. And as always, you know, I love to hear from you. So drop me an email. It's info at neilcamado.com or you can find me on X, formerly Twitter, where I am at Tutor Podcast. Now, if you haven't already done so, please like and subscribe to the podcast and promise I'll be back next week with more no BS ideas, more tips to help you to start, grow and love your tutoring business, just like all of mine. Till then, I hope this podcast has got you thinking and it's been some help to you. Till next week, stay healthy, stay useful and have a fabulous day. Get in touch with the Tutor Podcast via email or social media and the Tutor Podcast team will be listening. Subscribe on iTunes and you'll automatically get the latest episode directly sent to your device. And remember to share, rate and review TTP so that we can help other people to start, grow and love their tutoring businesses.